Hello, and welcome to So You Owned a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories of those who have driven in, lived in... Sometimes even repaired. Yes, especially those who have repaired the iconic VW Bus. We were driving through Wisconsin when the recently rebuilt engine in our bus, Addy, completely seized on us. Luckily, our friends Sean and Emma at Happy Productions Radio were a mere 250 miles away, and their longtime friend Sam Wyant at Doom Buggy Supply was not far from them. Even though I had never met Sam, I knew that the bus was going to be in good hands. We had Addy towed to Doom Buggy Supply, and the engine completely swapped out. We sat down with Sam at Doom Buggy Supply in Minnesota on the day that we picked Addy up. The garage is a library of parts and memorabilia. There's a suit of armor with a VW emblem on the chest, a full wall of belts and horns and car mats. The office is covered with papers, notes and comics and inside jokes. And then there's Sam, wearing a happy production sweatshirt and a green snow hat. He points to one picture in particular. Up here on the wall, that's old Bill Jenkins, the guy with the Tommy gun. Uh, oh, okay. he's he's, yeah. he's the original boss man that started doing buggy supply. Oh, in the late '60s when uh, everything you know VWs were common, and people started turning them. In. The California thing was the beach buggy, the dune buggy, and, and and that like took off across the country. Everybody was making dune buggies because there were so many Beatles in there. And along with that was Volkswagen repair, right? And then uh, he was a race car guy. You know, he raced off-road and, and track stuff, you know, in Volkswagens. So when I was 16, I had to have a bus. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Maybe it was because I was a musician and needed a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, when I acquired that bus, I got my parts at Dune Buggy Supply. So I was this little kid walking into this shop, and there was a, a Doverman Pincher had the this the the collar that you'd picture with the spikes, and it would jump up on the counter. Actually, that glass counter right there was the actual one in the in the front room, and just scare the crap out of you. And, it, and then Bill would come up and, you know, what do you need? You know, I need a coil. Okay, I'll be right back. And he'd wander down the aisle and come back with this coil, and, you know, here you'd change your coil out in the parking lot kind of place, you know, and, and just be kind of in awe at everything. Now, Sam is about my age, so... It was probably about 20 years ago. There is a lot that must have happened between then and now. I always say instead of four years of school, I had 15 or 16 years of uh, Bill's apprenticeship. Because what happened was um, I one day was in there and um, there was a sign on the wall that said moving sale or something. Uh, th- there was a row of Volkswagen buses parked outside the property and bolted to the row of buses was a fence and that kind of created the backyard perimeter of you know everything that was inside the backyard which was you know you name it piles of engines you know visualize the the volkswagen you know junkyard scene bugs full of axles and you know so there's these buses and it said it said we're moving everything kind of must go some kind of sign like that and i had i was to the point with bill where he knew me by name and and you know you know hey bill what are you you're moving what's going on and he said he was uh he had to move and he was going to sell the building and sort of semi-retire 
And I, I, I said, Hey, is there anything I can do? What, what do, <laughs> what are you selling for cheap? Can I, what are you doing with those buses? You know, what, how can, let me in. Yeah, you know, and he said, well, I do need help with this fence line back here. And we walked outside and he sort of said, yeah, I, I should, these, this all has to go and I need to start here. These buses should be emptied. And this, this is where Sean, the happy trucker comes in, uh, to the story because I must have I, well I, I this is a, that's a whole nother story I was living with Sean at the time in 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 a property where was in the, I don't know if it, we were in a commune but we all lived in buses and Volkswagens and school buses in the woods does that count as a commune and, that's yeah. a commune <laughs> I, I, I think it. and so and that, that's that was our lifestyle you, at you guys that didn't time. have a homeowners association right <laughs> no no okay then it's a commune yeah okay yeah that that was the living scenario, and so we had a place to bring these buses. So I offered that to Bill. I said I didn't I didn't really offer it. I just said we'd be interested in the buses. Let's get all these out to Annandale, man. So you know, hey Sean, check this out. Come on with me, and 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 we he, Bill agreed. Yeah, if you take them, you can have them. Get this fence down and these buses out of here. Let's start there, and that's where it all started. You will get a chance to hear from Sean in the next episode when we sit down with him and Emma at Happy Production Studio. Like many childhood friendships, the bond between Sam and Sean is forged in really dangerous VW situations. These buses hadn't moved in I, I, 20 years. And so I remember unfill, un, unpacking the buses. You know, they're all full of, you name it, uh, uh one was full of door panels and door handles and just stuffed full of stuff so you got to get that all out of there and then there was these huge lag bolts I think it was just threaded rod that you know holes were crudely drilled in through the side of the buses and then this fence was bolted to it so we had to get to access those nuts and bolts to take the fence down off the bus so the bus was the support no footing no no footing posts for the fence right they were bolted to the these buses so we were able to take the fence down and then we had to roll these buses away and the, and the wheels wouldn't turn. So then, um, you know, they're stuck. The wheels are stuck. And so, okay, go into the shop and grab the oxyacetylene torch. And I, I'd never run a torch before. You know, you got to start it with the oxyacetylene and then turn up the air and get the, you know, he showed me real quick. Here's how you do it. You know, you turn this and you light it and you get that stuff hot yeah, okay and you put it on there and no hotter until it's glowing red hot and then okay i'll cut the toe strap with the truck and and you start pulling the bus down the road with the drum all red hot here's a hammer and hit the hammer before you know it we had the wheels turning that's how we got them <laughs> loosened up and then it was like okay we you know somebody find the the good spare tire because the plan is is we're gonna put the front end of the bus up onto a dolly Sean borrowed a, a Pathfinder from a buddy. It was like a rusty 85 Pathfinder where hopefully the bumper mount holds because we got to pull this bus to Annandale. This is the first one. And we got the rear. So now the front's up and we strap it down. And we, we're going to take the bus to Annandale down 394 and we're going to dump it down there and come back and get the next one. This is our, this is our life. And actually Bill was paying me to do this. This, I, I was working for Bill. And so we got about five or six done and we had now, Oh, we got the, st we got our own junkyard now. But this place was so much more than a junkyard. 
It was the aforementioned commune that they called the land. So they set the buses out there and things just started growing. Everybody started, let's build a chicken coop. Let's build an outhouse. And Sean worked every day. See, Sean had a job. None of us did. I mean, I played music and I painted houses and stuff, but I I had all day. You know, I didn't have to do these things. I'm like, I want to do this and read novels and sit in my bus all day and not have stress, right? <laughs> that's that's we, what that's what that, that yeah. was. <laughs> and then, um, so Sean would kind of bring home the bacon, you know? Uh, all right, you know, Sean would bring back some groceries and all day we, we prepared this and that and took care of kids and, and you started a garden and, you know, whatever the plan was. If it was, let's get chickens, we built a coop and fix this, fix that. What can we do today? You know? And it turned into people coming out there and a kind of a core base of, I don't know, eight, 10 people, you know, Emma and Sean had a big yellow school bus that we got from his grandpa. The thing was so cool. It's like, uh, I don't know what year it was, but it was a classic school bus. And we drove it from Bruton, Minnesota to the property with no brakes going like 25 miles an hour. It's like an hour away on a normal car. It took us like four hours. Anyway, that was a cool story. We drove this bus, and that's where he lived. And we were like, we got to the point of this, in, you know, I don't know, is that a commune or what? I, I don't know. But we got to the point where it's like, we do live in Minnesota, and the leaves are turning colors, and what are we going to do? So, okay, we got to get a freaking wood stove in the bus. You know, yeah, they've got kids. We need to, you know, you know prepare. And we, I, I remember thinking we can do this or we're going to attempt this. It'd be fun. And it, it, you can imagine how brutal that would be. They, um, we, they ended up running a house in Minneapolis and then we all, we all ended up moving to Minneapolis and rented a, we, we lived in a house from there on. But even though Sam said he wasn't working traditionally, he was apprenticing with Bill. As time went on, it was like, okay, the fence is down. What's next kind of stuff. He, he saw, I, I was willing to show up day after day after day. Um, and I did, and, and then I learned, and then it turned into maybe, uh, nothing to move today right now. Why don't you pull the motor out of that thing? He saw that maybe I had a knack. Soon it was just me and Bill years later at, at his home, uh, working and building engines and repairing cars. And we were there for like 10 years, 12 years (coughs) where I was kind of just his right hand man. And, um, Enjoyed it. Did a lot of motors, a lot of transmissions. His life was, you know, the shop. And, and, and he, he wasn't going to stop. So when he semi-retired, the, the shop was actually at his house. It, it, we built the, it's called the bunker. It's a huge concrete thing with spancrete above the top and then earth on the top. So it was like a, a concrete big building. I don't know if it was 60 by 40 or something like that. Bill's health slowly deteriorated, um, and he was just this old-school uh, guy from, you know, that generation. I mean, he, he didn't—he he had diabetes and, and um, didn't really get sick. He just got slow and old, and it never really had, a like, a cancer or nothing like that. It just— he got to the point where, you know, he, he, he fell one day and got, you know, he hurt, got hurt, and, he, and then it had an infection, and it just, it kind of snowballed on him, you know. He was a stubborn old guy, you know, that, like, the county asked him not to drive, and he's, you know, screw you, I'm going to Burger King, you know, and he still drove, piss off, I know what I'm doing, kind of a guy, you know. All the way to the end, I admired it, because he was strong and tough, and uh, he, he, 
was like, yeah, you're not stopping Bill from going to fucking Burger King. I showed up every day. I was his guy. So I, I was sure one day I was going to walk in one morning and be like, he's just, I don't know, maybe he'd be dead in the chair. You know, he just, I said one day, I said, Bill, you, I got to take you in. You know, you didn't go upstairs last night to, you know, to your house. You just, you, you got to go in, man. And he knew if he went in, it would be, you know, you're staying kind of a thing. You know, you need care. You need care. Yeah. And eventually it, he did go in, and then it, it, it was too bad. He ended up like in an, in an ECU scenario, yeah. and um, slowly deteriorated with a matter of weeks, kind of a thing. And you know, every day I was by his side, you know, visiting, and I was with him even when he was unconscious, dying, and he died with all this. To I guess you know, I just carried it on. That's what this is. It's a remarkable legacy. I think Bill would be proud. Sam, we are glad to be a part of your story. And it's our pleasure to share the story of Doom Buggy Supply. You can find Doom Buggy Supply on Facebook. You can find out where we are on our 49-state adventure by visiting ontheroadwithaddy.com. Or see photos of Sam and Doom Buggy Supply on our Instagram at ontheroadwithaddy. Special thanks to the Jan Machowski Foundation for making this podcast possible. Until next time, everyone.